So much has happened in the last couple weeks. It's been liar. Has it? It's been making people sad. True. Game of Thrones has been making people sad. They've been like, well, I know a lot of people have been. That's what. So, we haven't talked about Game of Thrones since unbowed, unbent, unbroken, when the internet collectively lost its mind about the Sansa Stark episode. Now, when we talked about it in the review, we we sort of talked about it, right? But we, we had no idea it would become... As big as it was. The whiplash that it was. And I saw so many people say, that's it, Game of Thrones, I'm done. They were very publicly, several blogs said they were quit covering it. And then, right after that, we go right into next week after that, and boom, Game of Thrones is back. Yeah. So Game of Thrones is, is back. Everyone's talking about it again. Yeah, I I just wanted to say like I had no idea it that would become such a huge controversy. I remember us women's rights is big now. I, that's great. Yeah, I'm not anti women's rights. No, that's not what I'm saying. I just didn't expect the backlash. Just keep going. <laughs> when you sound like you're saying something bad, do not stay on the bad thing. Keep up going. I knew I knew it was going to upset people, but it was like a national news story. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be an actual news story. It went beyond the critic sphere. Yeah. And skipped into, like, national news. Some some redneck hillbilly on the backside of his tractor being like, Did you see the Game of Thrones this week? Uh, I mean, it's pretty bad when you turn on Fox News and they're like, Today, Lindsey Graham announced his intention to run for presidential office. And coming up, Game of Thrones! Is it bad? Is, is it, it bad? America? Is it good? I was like, wow. In a way, Game of Thrones kind of hit that cultural touchstone. Considering the Senate completely shut down for a day based on it. Well, yeah, when you had setting senators arguing about it, you had setting senators releasing statements on it. I, I mean, you don't expect to turn in to meet the press and for them to be like, now, later we're going to be talking about what raising the debt ceiling could mean in our next four-year period and what could the Republicans do moving along to solve this issue, but what do you think about Ramsey on Game of Thrones last white week? How bad was it? <laughs> it? It was like, well, this is such such a huge conversation now. And in a way, I mean, that episode to me kind of broke me a little bit. I haven't, I really wanted to record Game of Thrones. I've been watching it, but recording that episode kind of was like, why, why? That moment was kind of like the, uh, the, the, the sound booth scene in Empire. Yeah, uh, it yeah. Was, yeah, it was kind of that harking back. I think, actually, I ended up taking, like, a couple of days or I didn't even record after that. So, for the pause of why there hasn't been some episodes... It's that, just been so sad. There's been some other factors, but that was a big part of it, where it was kind of like, wow, I... Can't, I you can't go with it. You can you can just keep watching it, because you have to, but... You know, it's one thing to have to watch it, but then I, I gotta... Sometimes I gotta sit here and talk about it for an hour. And be hyped up about it. It's such a sad episode, it's hard to be hyped up. Yeah, I mean, sort it sort of mentally broke my spirit a little bit. Game of Thrones has fished me back, though. Catfishers. <laughs> so now I'm back to talk about everything that's going on in the Game of Thrones verse. The dragons. The pits. 
The Endless Mob of Dead. Oh, is The it? Wildlings. Some people might say the season is Dragon. Oh, Dragon. Dragon it's hard. Dragon a little. A long. But, I love it. at the end of this episode, things really started to heat up. Literally. With fire. fire. With fire. Tons of fire. So, we saw everything We everything that happened, we saw kind of coming. Cersei's in jail. Loris is still in jail. Marjorie's still in jail. Things in King's Landing are looking relatively bleak for everybody. I feel bad for Tommen. I think... I think collectively, I think people feel bad for Tommen. Yeah. He, he honestly seems like... He seems like the best Baratheon. Now, I mean, now that we've met Marcella, she's kind of like a snarky teenager. Someone should take her cell phone away. <laughs> right? Isn't that kind of what she's playing? True. It's how she is. Tommen seems like he's an alright guy, but everything's going wrong for Tommen. So, they've said Kevin's coming to be Hand of the King. Cersei's locked up. Cersei is in prison. And she won't... Confess. Yeah, she won't confess, so she's stuck in there. She was supposedly lied to the High Septon, so she has to be held on accounts and her incest. The Queen Mother, the Queen, and the brother-in-law of the King are all in jail. It's not a good situation. That's what's been going on at King's Landing. Things in Dorne... I'm trying to do this, like, the catch-up of what I've thought in order of what's been most exciting. Someone said, like, King's Landing... It's been good, but it's been boring for the rest of the show, what's been going on other places. So it's like King's Landing, then we got this Dorne layer, And what are we, we got Jamie and Bronn in Dorne trying to rescue Princess Marcella, who seems like she doesn't really want to be rescued. No, she doesn't. She's happy. She's like, I have a cute boy. He's rich. I have a good family. I yeah. have pretty gardens. Why don't I leave? I get everything I ever ask for. No one bothers me. This is a heaven to me. I mean, I'm, I'm just your niece. Why are you coming to get me? Why are you personally? Yeah, why? And why aren't you just sending an envoy? Why are you showing up all sneaky? You know, most people tell you you're coming to visit, especially when it's all the way across the continent. So yeah, it's it's been a so she felt awkward for her. We see that Bron and Jamie had a showdown with the Sand Snakes, where Bron almost dies. Yeah. But he meets the most beautiful woman in the world. He meets the most beautiful woman in the world, and she shows him mercy with a small amount of. Uh, anti-poison that she has. Yeah, she had poisoned him. That was definitely a very interesting scene. That she that poisons stood him, out. and then she's like, "Call me the most beautiful woman in the world, and I'll give you the antidote. Otherwise, you'll die." So you have to admit, I am the most beautiful woman in the world. It was fun to watch him change his tone a little bit. Plus, the full frontal nudity made him change his tone a lot too. Well, he had changed his tone again, and once she said. Once he said he'd been poisoned, he really was like, oh, oh no. He, he really quit trying to play that, eh, you know. We get a little bit of that in this episode. He's he's being pulled out to go to the pits. She he's, goes, call me the most beautiful woman in the world. And he goes, you are the most beautiful woman in the world. So Jamie, yeah, he, he kind of smooths over the situation in Dorne. Yeah. He smooths the situation over. Because he says that Tommen wants everything done right, and he's like, Tommen has it ordered. I don't know. I don't know why this is happening. The guy says, "Look, he—it's not a big enough deal for him to want to argue with the king about this matter." He said, "You take, you take the prince. You guys go. You get out of here. Go, go back to King's Landing. I won't argue with my king." But the son's coming with. But the son's coming with. Like they're mature. He's basically like, "I don't care where you take him, but those kids are getting married because we have a deal." We have a deal. They're getting married. 
We will have an alliance. We have a treaty. It's good for the children to marry into the line. So they're like, okay. We'll take him back. He gets broad released, though he has to take an epic punch in the face. Which is fair. Which is which is fair. No, he gets elbowed in the face. Elbowed in the face. Across the nose. Yeah. Well, it was it was a it was a pretty epic strike. Cause that dude is big. And he's also kind of mad because he disarmed him when they were fighting. Right. So he was like, "No one beats me. This guy's <laughs> dying." Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't really trust this dude too much. So well, I get to elbow him in the face. All right, I'm down. Now we're moving along. So Ramsey Bolton, he's he's. We're still seeing him. He's stuck in the wall. He's being his savage. In in the you know up there, in the north, or south of the wall. He knows Stannis is coming, and apparently he's raid. He's doing some successful raids on Stannis. He's really working stuff up. Cause that was what we saw last week. He said, "Give me twenty men," and we laughed at him. We were like, "What?" No, it's that guy has a whole army. He's like, ah, give me twenty men. He goes and burns down all of Stannis' stuff. All his all his camps. Food, horses, stuff. Under the cover of under snow cover and out in and out. No one catches him. Still Stannis is left without food. So let's move on to the Stannis situation. So Stannis has a whole army that can't make it back to Castle Black because the snows are too high the higher you get north. Winter is here. Winter isn't coming anymore. Winter is here. He can't go north. He can't go south. He can't go east. He can't go west. He only has Winterfell in front of him. He has no food. His men are tired. Not Northmen. Yeah. They're not Northmen. Uh, people who aren't around snow are incapable of understanding snow. It snowed in Georgia several years ago. An inch. Like an inch, and people lost their minds. People were on four doing donuts. They were like, it's so sleek. <laughs> people were wrecking. They had four-hour-long traffic backups. So these these southern... I mean, snow is scary, but... Yeah, these southern Baratheons, especially because they've been a dragon mount, a lot of them. Yeah. These way southern Baratheons are just not equipped... They're not equipped to fight a war in the snow. Especially not against people who spent their whole lives in it. It's like sending Af Africans to go fight in Russia. Because they're used to all the hot, 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 hot. Put them in freezing cold, they'll freak out. That's right. Yeah, they... Like... They don't know what to do. I mean, I'm sure Eskimos don't go hang out in Afghanistan. No. Or Qatar. Or India. It's just hot. It's just hot. So, uh, Stannis, Stannis is out of options, except one. So, this week we see that Stannis, he has a conversation with Davos, where he sends Davos back to the wall. He sends Davos back to the wall to request from Jon Snow that he needs horses and food. Anything they can spare. He said, once I capture Winterfell, I'll make sure you got, I'll send you men, I'll send you whatever you need. As soon as he said, I'm sending Davos away, I said, Shireen is going to die. And I, didn't, I didn't get it. I, I was like, uh-oh. Davos gives Shireen the horse? Like, to me at that moment, because I the, the puzzle pieces clicked, 
the rest of that build up was just was just painful to watch. Uh, really, really painful to watch. They burned a little girl at the stake. He can. He had to send Davos away. I find that very, very interesting here that he sends Davos away because Davos is sort of his conscience, where he has to send him away because he knew Davos would stop him. Like they would probably end up having to kill Davos to kill Shireen with Davos there. Yeah. Or they would have an argument they couldn't come back from. He worked so hard on that daughter, though. He worked so hard on that daughter? He... Stannis... It's a hard choice for Stannis, because he really did care for Shireen. He cared for her. She had the dragon skin disease. He got it cured for her. He went out of the way. He got, like, a thousand different doctors to help her. But you, you, you had to know something was coming up with Shireen when they started spending so much time with her. They they were building her up. I, I didn't know if they were building her up to this expectation, but you knew something was going to go on with her. I thought she was going to be special, or she was just going to get to, like... Oh, she was special. Be the queen for a while, but no. She had king's blood. So, Melisandre, she does her sacrament right. All the men gather around. Stannis says, ah, every single one of us is going to, including Shireen, is going to die of slow starvation in the snow. So he makes the only choice he thinks he has. There's always a choice, but it's this choice Stannis thinks he has. He burns Shireen at the stake. Ah. So he can so he can be The Lord of Light demands sacrifices. He had did you remember when he had the blood leached and he asked for the death of Joffrey? Joffrey's dead. He asked for the death of Rob Stark. Rob Stark's dead. I don't know if those are just coincidences, but in Stannis' mind, after he's seen everything Melisandre's done... The witch believes so, so... He believes... He he believes there's something to it. Melisandre is sneaky. Truthful, sneaky, though. So, do you think... Do you think it will give Stannis what he wants? Will this... She says it will. Will it give him Winterfell? She says it will, and she hasn't been wrong the last two times. Is it worth it? That's the question you have to ask at the end of the day when you win. When you lose. Is it worth it if you win? Does it make it more worth it if you win? Does it make it less worth it if you lose? On the last bet, if you think you're going to win, do you throw your chips in? I don't know if I throw those chips in if my chips are burning a person at the stake. But I'm not trying to be king. And the life of the king is a hard set of choices. Yep. Specifically when you have people that want to sacrament a lot. A lot. So, I hope he gets Winterfell, A, because I I hate to see them build him so much. Then have him fail. Have him fail. And also, who, who doesn't want to see the Boltons get chopped up? Agreed. Who doesn't want to see Roos get what he had coming for doing what he did to Rob? I think everyone wants to murder him. Uh, everybody's pretty on that train of getting rid of them Boltons, so maybe this works, but I think Stannis just landed on a lot of people's shit list. His whole army kind of hates him now. Yeah, there's definitely got to be some people questioning his decision making. A lot, a lot of the soldiers were like, this is awkward. Why do we have to stand and watch a, woman, a, girl, a little girl be burned at the stake? Well, they they have to believe in Melisandre at this point too. They've seen they've seen the magic. They've seen it happen. 
Melisandre is... She is shady. She... You know what they call her? The Red Lady. But she is from a shadow on shy. A shy on shadow. So, I mean, she literally is a shady lady. The town is named a sigh beneath the shadow. So, yeah, she... She, by definition, is a shady lady. No questions. But Stannis is buying it, so... Man... And then we're going to come to old Johnny Stark. Jon Snow? Oh, that's right. Jon Snow. How can I say Jon Snark? Stark. They're completely different. Jon Snark. That sounds like a cool radio name. Jon Snark sounds like the guy from Flash. Snark. Oh. Not Snark. Not those no-good snarts who think they're so smart. Ah, your wordplay is impeccable. Snark sounds like smart. Words. <laughs> One letter rhymes. Whoa. Whoa. You could do a trophy with it. Yeah. Or, you know, you could do what John does and just kill it. Beheads it. John, John Snow. I. John Snow has see, some crazy scenes. We see he goes through with his plan to go to the wildlands. Right from the beginning, I'm like, something's not up. Something's, something's wrong. Something's wrong. John I'm, Snow's going to die this week. John Snow's going to die this week. I'm I'm more and more worried about the wellness of John. More and more and more worried. Every episode, I'm like, I've I've come to the conclusion that I think Jon Snow has to die at some point. But he will continue. Possibly, I I think a, a set of actions have to come around that result in his death. I'm not sure if that'll be the end of him on the show, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna die. He has to physically die before he becomes his true self. A dragon. Possibly. Possibly. So, knowing that I have this theory in my head, this kind of crazy theory that something bad's got to happen to him by the rules of the Game of thrones averse. From the start where he's talking to all the chieftains, I'm going like, okay, the wildlings are going to kill him. Okay, that guy's going to betray him. Okay, the giant's going to squish him. Yeah, the giant's going to get mad because he said something stupid about giants. One of these things can happen at any moment. And then something I something I didn't expect happened, but as soon as I saw what it was, I was like, that makes more sense. Because we have that zombie army appearing. Yeah. The zombie army is mad and zombied. Yeah, but you just you just the mist rolls in and then you're like, Oh my gosh, look at all the mist and the actual mist rolls in like the story. All the crazy shit of the White Walkers rolls in and murders people. Left and right like it's nothing. So they they have this wooden wall, and, and I like how the zombies, we first see them, they're sort of shambling up to the wall. And they were very walking dead. I mean, still a threat, something to be dealt with, and, and, and sheer force and mass can overrun it. Easily. Those zombies went from Walking Dead to 28 Days Later fast. Because they just turned into giant walking bone monsters. And the bone monsters. The bone monsters are a whole different thing, but the zombies, we, when you saw them, they were just sort of lumbering. And I was like, well, are they going to be Walking Dead zombies? They'll be a mix. Those zombies are fast. They're fast and they're vicious. That's that's recently killed ones. Because they haven't, they, haven't they haven't blown the body out yet. Kid zombies. Kid zombies are scary. Now, are, are you trying to science zombies right now? What? You're saying they haven't blown their bodies out? 
Naturally, humans can bite through a carrot with no problem, but yet your fingers are the same density as a carrot. You can rip steel apart, though it rips up your body and really physically hurts you and damages you, but if your brain doesn't tell you to stop doing that, you will always use full strength to do everything. That's how zombies are so ridiculously strong. Because they just use full body mass. They don't care if they get hurt because they're just walking motor sticks. Yeah, they have no fear. They don't They don't care that you just cut their hand off. They don't care that you just stab them in the leg. They're hungry. They're just going to keep coming until you destroy enough of them that they can't keep coming. And they will barely touch you and just rip the shreds off you because they're using every amount of strength they have in their fingers. But eventually, this sort of, you know, scientifically... It breaks now, down the body. Look, how do you kill a zombie? Any way you want. They're fictional. But usually the way they look at this is that the zombieism, because they just... They tear that wall down. They just beat their hands through the wall until the wood went down. Zombies only have... A zombie like that only really has a small amount of time to truly be efficient. Because they batter themselves to being unfunctional. Stumps. Yeah, unfunctional. Sure, they don't hold themselves back, but the body doesn't really walk too good with broken legs. But at a point, the body's gonna break down completely and it's just nothing but bones. The body doesn't, the body can't pull when you, but after you bust a couple of tendons, you, you just can't pull anymore. There's like this middle ground. At the very beginning, you're really efficient. And by the very end of it, you have nothing holding, you have nothing in your body, you're just a bunch of walking bones, so you go twice as fast as you normally would. So the zombies have no trouble busting through the wall. And the wildlings, they, they put up a decent fight, especially that ogre. That ogre was stomping and smashing. And at some point, it looked like the wildlings had decided they were going to fight the, the zombies. They were going to stand their grounds. White Walker showed up. Be stubborn. And then more, and they just kind of looked up and realized how many zombies there really were. There was an army of the dead. An uh, army of the dead. And it just kept coming. Because the thing is, the more you kill, the more they grow. And at one point, they they sort of started retreating. And I, I love the scene... The second scene, the smoke came in, people were booking it off the boats. Oh, people... Well, I'm saying the men, though. Yeah. A lot of the, the wildling warriors were like, we're going to go fight. Even the ogre at first was like, ah... Got this. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. He was smashing left and right, and at some point, you just saw him decide, well, time to leave. Like, when they overran him, he just wrapped, just threw him off him, and he was like, just walk into the ocean now. Yeah, just, just gonna walk by. I mean, he didn't even try to get on a boat. He was like, no thanks, I'll walk. Later, John meets a white walker in hand-to-hand -hand combat. I'm thinking, uh... Gets three or four of his swords destroyed. Yeah, three or four random swords destroyed. They come to this. It comes down to this clash. I'm sure you've already seen it. There's, if you look for it, there's a lightsaber video someone made where it's they turn the sword effects into lightsabers. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty spot on. Because they clash, the two swords clash. Because apparently a White Walker's blade can can basically cut through anything, except for Valyrian steel, because it's magic. And it, and it, they clash with the Valyrian seal, and the White Walker, it's brief, but he makes this face like, well, that's different. And then John hits him with the sword, and he Obi-Wans him. He just, he explodes into a billion pieces. He just Obi-Wans, he just, 
false. I mean, it's just like you're swinging your sword through nothing. I mean, if you had a robe on, that's what it would look like. <laughs> just done. Done. Bye. And they're going to the end there. John kind of runs to the boat, and then he gets on the last boat. He's... His guys aren't rowing. He's not moving. Why is he not rowing? I'm Why thinking, is he not rowing? I'm thinking, John, you're going to die. Because we see them shooting bows. I'm like, they're just going to mass, and you see all the zombies run up to the edge, and all the White Walkers run up to the edge, too, and they're standing at the boat. Like, I'm going to get you one day. But the, the Army of the Dead stopped at the water. I don't know if they couldn't cross the water. And they chose not to. I don't know if it held them back. Maybe they chose not to. Maybe they said, Ah, it's not worth it. We'll lose so many. Yeah. We're not going to Lemmings for a boat full of guys. We'll get them. They can't get away for too long. We're, the more we kill them, the more we have to fight them with. This White Walker walks right up to the edge of the dock. Right up to the edge of the dock. I'm him and John stare across from each other. Like, he's like, I'm gonna get you. You walked up to my girl, yeah. and I don't know you. Yeah, but you the White Walker does kind of come up, like, one way or another. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna find you. you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you. You're gonna die. Jon Snow is still like, I'm the best around. He did it. No, no, no. At the very end, he was like, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Everyone's dead. <laughs> I'm pretty good on the best weight, yeah. He didn't break, he just stared that guy down. He didn't break, but you he, could tell he was hurting. They had the eye contact with the White Walker, and he just slowly drifts he away. He was hurting. That was... The scene The scene where the, the girl just dies. She's fighting through the male, like, the monster zombies and all the adult zombies, and the kid zombies show up, and she's like, I'm a mom, I can't kill him. And she just gets herself eaten. So... Game of Thrones. That tore me Game up. of Thrones introduces you to a strong female character who seems interesting, has a cool backstory. They make you like her in the span of ten minutes and kill her five minutes later. Brutally. Brutally. So brutally. It hurt me. And then this week, I mean, you're coming in, you're coming in after all that. He, They make it back to the wall. You have this moment with the first ranger. A long moment. A long moment. The first ranger looks down at John. John looks up at the first ranger. They're so far apart. So very far. But you can tell they're looking at each other. And for a moment, I think the first ranger thought about it. He thought about it like, I'm not going to open the gate. Wildlands are his enemy. He has to say this this is the wrong idea. Wildlands are bad. There's a giant. But he, he decides open the gate, lets him through. So... We'll see next week how that goes. I think the actions of John and and how the Wildlings saw what he did there on the field and what his fellow crows did, I think would it that's going to do more for their working relationship than all the talks they could ever have. But if if the crow people at home don't like them, because this it didn't matter because the other crows, I mean John had a whole crew with him. Those other crows are going to go back and tell those other crows. They're going to go back and say, like, there's an army of dead zombies out there that want to kill us. Did the army of dead zombies seem like it cared whether it was killing crows or killing wildlings? No. Did it seem like it... When you take the code, you sign Neutrality Act. Anyone that needs to be safe can be safe here. 
Yet you're completely neutral. You're to protect all the realms of men. That includes the wildlings. And the wildlings are going like, well, the crows are too busy stabbing the zombies to stab us, and vice versa. So, for right now, we're good. But when they're setting up the wall and think they got to have all those quiet times where there's no zombies biting them, I don't know how long that'll hold up. They'll have they'll have in marrying, but they're all wildlings, so none of them can take homes. Wildlings can have homes. They can bear land. I mean, you're talking thinking about crows. Yeah, but no, but the crows will try to marry them. They'll try to do the thing that uh, Sam did. But just I I can't have lands, but I can have a. I can have a wife. I can have a wife and a kid. You just can't get my name. Yeah. Maybe. I... I mean that'll that'll probably happen enough that. The wildlings will be like, we have babies here, we really can't leave. So, after this, we see that, while well, Jon Snow's out gallivanting, Sam's not having a good time at the wall. Sam's getting his butt kicked. And I feel really bad. But then the wolf comes in. Sam's getting his butt kicked. He stands up with his big long sword, he's like, bring it at me. And they're like, dude, we almost beat you to near death. You're barely standing. And he's like, I'll murder both of you. <laughs> Yes, Sam was is, was not putting up with his his woman being threatened. He he can't go for that. He's like I broke. He's like I found the loophole around the rules. You want to touch my stuff, but she's not my property. But you want to touch the things that I hold dear to me, I will break you. <laughs> I'll at least make you break me first. <laughs> Which almost happened. That wolf saved his life. So tensions at the wall are high. Oh, Aemon Targaryen died. Yeah. Aemon Targaryen passed away. It's just so sad. But that happened before John left, though. Doesn't matter. That shit happened after John left. So a Aemon passed away. So so stuff. With the, he was kind of a a piece of what was holding the wall together. Because he's a, he's a maester. He's completely he, neutral. He's he's friendly. neutral. People trusted him. They trusted his wisdom. That's John relied on him for advice. That's gonna be hard. It, it's a puzzle piece you're taking out of John's box as he tries to deal with all this crazy. It's like taking away Daenerys' advisors. Speaking about Daenerys' advisors, but first, so that, that's what's going on. That's what's going on with the wall over in Bravos. There's a whole different world happening. Yeah, Arya's selling seashells down by the seashore. She's selling clams. And selling clams, so she can find a face to give to the mini, the mini-faced god. She's playing the, the fate, the game of mini faces. She has a mission to take out one certain individual, one guy, at least one person, who's a very corrupt moneylender. Now, when she, when she's on her walks, she sees Master Tyrell. Walking around, bravos, singing, oh lord, the singing. Flaunting and being wild and crazy. In a big old colorful outfit. He's like, we love the Iron Bank, the Iron Bank loves us. Why are we fighting? Ah, he's trying, he's trying to suck up to them so they can get a better interest rate. They make no money because they never give any back to the Iron Bank. Lannister stopped paying their debts when Tyrell died. Yeah, for, for them, to, for Tyrell to show up, 
show up to your bank and be like, hey, don't have me pay you back as much money. I'll get you, but I gotta be leaning on me right now. How are you gonna show up being like, ain't worried about nothing, stunting? I'm doing fine money-wise, though. I'm heavily in debt. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, I can't afford to pay you. And they gotta be like, dude, you're, you're like, you're decked out. He was fancy. He definitely was fancy. Fancy, singing, full guard. Uh, that, that, I guess that's just the gig. It's just the gig of royalty. Comes with the job, right? Yeah, you gotta look good, gotta be a people pleaser. So Ari follows him around, which is way easier than it should be. She has no problem, because she has food. No question the person with food. She follows his Kingsguard. And oh. she sees one of her listed individuals all the way. She follows this guy all the way into this house of ill repute, where he has some interesting tastes. Too old. He likes, like, 15, 14-year-old girls. He likes them a little. He likes his uh, girls a little on the young side. And he's, uh, he gets a little creepy. And Ari's right outside the door. And she walks in to sell them food. And that woman says, get out of here. For a moment, were you afraid that he would say that one? Yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to point at Ari. He's just going to point at her and be like, I want that one. And he'll be like, well, that's not mine. He'll be like, well, I want it. They'll take her. And, and they'll then, take her. But he'll be the he'll be does he does he launder money though? No, he's a king's guard. The king's guard don't worry about things like money. They serve the king, and in their opinion, if you question them, you question the king. And if you question the king, the king's guard takes care of you. And then True. in his opinion, he's got a sword, it's sharp, his royal police. He's not afraid to wax over with it. He's the royal police. I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to keep the laws the way I want to see them. I don't apply to the law, but well, that's okay. Yeah, if, if you run afoul of him, he can make your life difficult. Plus, he's got a couple buddies with him, who also look like they can make your life difficult. He has like 30 or 40 buddies that will help him make your life difficult. Yeah, in, in the back, and if he turns up dead, well, you know, uh, something's getting done. Everyone's coming after looking. Yeah, everyone's going to be... Everyone, so no one wants to step a foul at him, but, oh, dude. Except Arya, apparently. Arya seems like, she, she definitely wants to know what is up with that guy. She wants him dead. But it turns out she, she didn't complete her mission. She got a little off mission, which I guess could really get her in trouble where she's at. Like, they, uh, they don't really like going off book. The thing is, how did how did she know about all the stuff that was going to happen? She planned out walking through the city so well. She just followed them. She just followed that guy, and no one questioned her. But along the way, she met them. She she went the direction she was supposed to go to see them. Remember the previous episode? She talked to what she was going to do. Yeah, it just happened that she hit them at the like the perfect time. So I mean, so at least we're we're getting some progression of Arya's story, because it, it's it's been interesting, but with what's going on with the rest of the show, it it feels kind of draggy. That part to me feels a little draggy. It's it's on a low simmer. 
It's not bad. It's good. It's it's not it's not bad. It's just everything else is so actiony. It seems dull. It's needed story, and I enjoy it. Yeah, I I don't. I you just kind of want to see something happen. I'm saying we only we know we know the deal. With Game of Thrones. We only get ten episodes. You get ten episodes, and they're all big, big money. Do do you want to wait to next year to find out what happens with Arya? No, you want some justification for You're, for her season arc. Like we need to go talk to we need to see Brie of Tar and Podrick. Brie of Tar is missing. What happened to Bran? What happened to Benjamin Stark? Where's Kevin Lannister? And we say he's hand of the king. We haven't seen him. And he we know he's. We know that he. We really care about Kevin because we're like his biggest fan. We know that he's up to something, right? He's hand of the king. Cersei's in jail. We, to, what's up with that? I want to know what's up with him and Tommen. Cause they've showed us everybody how they're dealing with that in King's Landing except Tommen. That seems like the thing I want to see. I want to see how Tommen's dealing with everyone is, he knows being locked away. Yeah, he can't do anything about it. Everything that's happened. They showed him trying to do stuff about it. Here they can't do anything. And then we're gonna come down to what's what's been going on all the way. We gotta go all the way across the world now. But across the narrow sea, keep going all the way to Slaver's Bay. Over there out in the crazy Essos. It even sounds like a crazy place. In Essos and the city of Marine, Daenerys Targaryen. The queen. The queen. Woman of Dragons. She is in what I believe George W. Bush might call a quagmire. And it's what we have here is a quagmire. We have conquered an indigenous people who seem hell-bent on resistance. And as we've learned historically, it is very hard, it is very easy to take over land. It is very hard sometimes to keep it, especially if the people there don't want you there. There's always that silent... We're moving you out. They, yeah, there's. We're burning, we're burning a big burning tea in the in the in the yard for. Turn away. There are definitely ways, for them to put up resistance to you in all kinds of ways. For what way it be non-confront? There's non-confrontational ways. Historically, conquered people have almost liberated themselves from armies. Now, did an army Ninjas. eventually? A standing force with weaponry has never been ousted by anything other than that. Without violence of some kind. However, the population can destabilize the establishment to the point that outside threats are useless. or inside threats can d d come in and destroy it. And so that's what's been going on in Marine. They've had all these issues. These Sons of the Harpy show up. They, they cause mayhem. They're making so it much harder, trouble harder they're killing everyone for Daenerys to be in charge. She thinks they've had two of her advisors and one of her favorite fighters killed. She thinks she'll open the fighting pits. That'll solve problems. This is what the people want. Uh, I will try to make concessions to the will of the people. I'll fix Maybe the ones. if the sons of the harpy think I'm trying to trying to maintain 
something they can get on, they'll be like, well, okay, things aren't so bad. Turns out that's not the case. No, once she's in the stadium, they're like, fine, we'll just fill it with all of our people and kill her. So Tyrion is there with Daenerys. So Tyrion's hanging out with Daenerys. That dialogue is great. Uh, uh, Tyrion really ups that entire story arc for me. <clears throat> he builds up like the, no, you, you have a choice, don't do it. You have a choice, and he'll, he'll crack the meanest jokes about her required husband. For everything that you've had there where you felt things were dry when there wasn't action with her story, it fits he, really well right now. He sort of fills it in by bringing by bringing dialogue. And it the dialogue's good on that story, but Tyrion had he Peter Dinklage definitely has developed a certain form of delivery that, that makes things better. That in the Game of Thrones verse works works so very well. I mean, he really inhabits that character. So to see him banter with the queen, to see him banter with her husband, even banter with Dario, which he does, which he does, and he's not afraid to say anything. He need, he thinks he needs said he says it. So all this banter is going on. They're in this arena. The queen really doesn't like to watch dudes chop each other to pieces. She doesn't want to clap. She gets three or four fights in and she's not even paying attention. When Jorah, the final fight, shows up, he, he shows up in this free-for-all. Six, six on six on six. Things go all kinds of bad for him. In the last second, he, he manages to pull out the surprise victory. And then he picks up a spear and tosses it at Daenerys. And we're like, oh shit, what's it on the killer? And we see the heartbeat get. I thought he was maybe trying to kill Dario. Because, you remember Dario's kind of been a dick to Jorah. He was stepping in on the lady there. Or maybe... Yeah, but Dario was a little bit of a dick about it. And maybe Jorah was like, I got stone skin, I'm gonna die. Fuck Dario. Or the... The guy, the prince dude that she's marrying, maybe he's like, "I'm gonna kill that dude." No, I mean this this javelin flies perfect and in cuts into a son of a harpy. Then you see the the multitude that was about like, to sneak up and kill Daenerys. Ah, how did Jory even know that was a good spot? Somebody, somebody needs to take a gif of this, and and get the gif of him throwing at the thing like critical spot. When someone when someone gets too close to your girl, you don't know. If you look over, look over, just someone someone creep around your girl like, what? Javelin, just throw a javelin at that dude. That's important life advice. <clears throat> Shut down anyone near your girlfriend ever. I mean, next time you're at a party and you just see a guy and you're like, that guy's up to no good. Just pick up a javelin and toss it at him, no questions asked. He was making trouble in the neighborhood. I mean, I'm gonna well, just throw, throw a gold mask on him afterwards. Like, see, he was the son of a harpy. He was evil. When they do that clip, I thought, okay, it's an assassin. They'll move the queen out. When they turn in the entire crowd, the entire crowd is on the sons of harpies. And here's what I can't figure out about the sons of the harpy. And I, I know it's, it might be action for action's sakes. But it seems like the sons of the harpy don't 
care who they kill. Anarchy. Anarchy. Like, they're, they seem like they stab the poor as much as they stab the rich. They, they kill Daenerys. They kill that dude Daenerys is gonna marry. They kill him. They try to kill, they try to kill everyone equally. Essentially, last week was, uh, The Walking Dead. And this week is, uh, The, the Crazies? The, the purge. purge? Yes, the, they definitely have that, that Purge feeling. But what is their, what is their goal purpose? Shut her out. I know they're attacking, but they don't, they seem to attack, if they're, if they're truly the masters. They seem like they attack the masters as much as they attack the slaves, as much as they attack the Unsullied and Daenerys and the Second Sons. They just seem like their sole purpose is watching the world burn. Is that their goal? Like, if we just make this city as totally chaotic as possible? Is it a scorched earth policy? Chaos is best. Well, well, they're saying, like, we don't care if we kill our own dudes. As long as we just make the whole city chaotic. Then like, everyone will get along. Eventually Daenerys will just give up. She'll move on. But nope. Dun, 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 uh, the dragon flies in. And then things get rougher and rougher. There, uh, Daenerys is surrounded by that one circle. She doesn't have that many guys with her. Like eight, maybe. She doesn't have her ten. army with her. They're way outnumbered. They have projectiles. They're throwing spears. They don't have enough shields to cover Daenerys. You're, you're just waiting for an arrow or something to hit her when the dragon comes in. So I was just waiting for someone to throw a spear because they were showing that they were putting spears in that dragon like it was nothing. And, and the dragon comes in at first, at first, all the sons of the harpy start running. Out of fear, they were like, ah, dragon! Out of fear, he, he comes down and roasts about a good 40 or 50 of them. He, he toasts a good bit of them. They show, they show us on screen about like 20 of them getting burned at once. Yeah, he's he's smashing him. He comes down and kills two or three dudes when he lands. He just comes down like, boom, you're dead. Flatten. Flatten, smack, 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 smack. But it doesn't take too long. The Sons of the Harpies sack up and are like, fuck you, dragon! Like, at first, I thought they were just going to break and that was going to be it. It's, it's like it's like any adventuring party when they meet a, their first dragon. They're like, ah, run away. They're like, wait, we have to kill this to get through. What we're going to do is we're going to run away and throw spears and projectiles at it till we kill it. Uh, we don't want to directly fight that. They, they, they had, they thought they're, it's like they had broke and they kind of reformed. You, that's what you thought. You thought, oh, they, oh, we broke them. You know what I mean? Once you break an enemy, they'll run. And instead of running, they, they just start throwing these spears, these massive. Short spears, big, wide. Like these massive, they, I mean, heavy, and they're chucking them. They're chucking him, and they're hitting. They're hitting the dragon. Wings, the neck, the head. And I don't know how deep they're going. I I don't know what a dragon's per se constitution is. But I was starting to be like, uh, I don't think this dragon can get hit like this all the time. Or like it's armor class based around like how hard it is to hit, and if they really do penetrate really hard. Well, they definitely were sticking in him. They, we definitely saw the spears penetrate the dragon's body. So as as those are getting more and more spears are coming at this dragon. 
I'm saying, how many can he handle? How, I mean, dragons are killable. Dragons are not unkillable. No, we, we, we know for a fact they can die because they, in the wars they died. People have killed them before. Man, humans have killed dragons before. That's why they've tamed them. And Daenerys pulls the spear out of it. And then she gets on him and rides him. Which Says is like, which is good to see in the show. Because in the book, she rides the dragon all the time. She's been riding the dragons. Like, these are my pets. Cool. Yeah, she's been riding them for quite some time. She's just Harry Potter's. But she's we like, kind of see her assume the role of writer. Here's my nitpick on this one. Here's my nitpick on this scene. You, you got guys seemingly from every direction can toss these spears to hit that dragon. Second she gets on, Daenerys is just standing in a bright white dress. You can't miss her. She's a bright white dress. She has no guards around her. On a, on this dragon by herself. Even before she gets on the dragon, they can't like they can't stop Aerys from flying in at her. Why does nobody just throw a spear at her? And kill her. And the dragon, possibly. Is she just lucky? I think so. She just She's just lucky? We're out of fear, because she was grabbing it like she was going to shoot fire at him. No, no, I'm I'm saying she goes and she... They go and grab the thing of the dragon. Why didn't the Sons of the Harpy just spear her? Because the dragon is hard to take down with spears. Daenerys... Easy. One spear, she's dead. One, yeah, she she's not the dragon. She doesn't have armor. One spear, she will die. The thing one is, place, one place shot. It's not that I want Daenerys to die. Thankfully, you know, thankfully, the sons of the harpy went to Cobra shooting, you know, classes. Like before, they were like, guys, we're gonna have a rebellion. Let's. There's these cool guys called Cobra Commander, and they offer. Shooting classes. Free training. Free training. Cobra Commander class is free. They teach you how to fire guns, how to organize your troops. How to build weapons and throw specialty things. How to kill Joes. Yeah. And those are all skills we can need. You know, I mean, apparently they hung out with the stormtroopers at the school. And uh, several other movie villains, you guess you could point out. And then they, they figured out how to fight the Unsullied, because the Unsullied are just like... Robocops, they were just like, well, let's just get Terminators. <clears throat> the, the Terminators don't seem as ineffective as the as the Stormtroopers in the Cobra Commander do. True. The, the, I would almost say the Decepticons, the Decepticons, they just shoot, they shoot, they shoot, and shoot, and never hit anything. But at least the Sons of the Harpy can hit the dragon. She, she gets on and she flies off that scene of the episode. That dragon's hurt. Dragons. Is the dragon going to die? Does she lose a dragon? Does she lose a dragon? Will this dragon heal? Also, she flew out of the stadium and left. Are the Sons of the Harpy going to break? Tyrion and Dario, and they're still stuck, surrounded by hundreds of... I understand you want to get Daenerys to safety, but her hope her whole pack of allies are just left are still stuck in that arena surrounded by super angry KKK army. <laughs> Which they essentially very much are like the KKK. Aggressive cult system. Yeah, they are definitely stuck with the Sons of the Harpy who seem pretty upset. And are willing to murder people. We'd see them do it. Easily. 
They're not afraid of a dragon. Now that the dragon's gone, the dragon came, it couldn't break him up. The dragon's gone. They're not they're, they're they not feel strong. They're like, we fought off a dragon. They're going to keep going. We'll take you down, no problem. Yeah, and, and sure, sure, Dario, man, he, he, it's almost comical to watch him in those scenes. I, I actually laughed out loud a couple times, just at how smooth he is with his dagger. <laughs> well, how smooth it is to watch him disassemble the <clears throat> oncoming Sons of the Harpy. They're just running in, and he's like, pop, 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 they're dead. He's like, this is nothing. Guys, I'm not even going to break a sweat. Like he was like, I just saw a shawarma over there. Does anybody want to get shawarma? Anyone hungry? Want some shawarma? Yeah, I think he was planning his outfit for Wednesday next week while fighting these guys. He was talking about how, like, every time I stab someone, I stab them right where the muscle's <clears> not out. I stab them right where the veins are at. I try not to stab for the veins, but... Yeah, for as much for a character who constantly, for lack of a better term, talks shit, he backs it up when it comes time to kill people. So that's that's your end of your episode. Now, where's it going? Where where's where's this Game of Thrones a thon? Where's it going to leave us? We're going back to Jon Snow being homes. So we're going to have all those issues with that. Better get back in with Brie of Tar, because we have to figure out about Cersei, and that Cersei, uh, starts the Ness. Cersei? Not Sansa? Sansa, we have to get Sansa from Bolton, Bolton away. She's gonna come in, and then take her away, and be like, I'll free you. <clears throat> Brie of Tar will fight through the whole front gate. We only have an hour left. We have an hour left. This is the penultimate episode. That means next week is the Game of Thrones season finale extravaganza. It's big. It's big. <clears throat> it's only getting bigger. I don't want that season to end, though. What do you think? I mean, predict. Predict. What, what do you think's happening? It's going to be big. You know it's gonna be I just, big. I know for a fact it's gonna be big. Are we gonna see the White Walkers hit the wall? Maybe. Are we actually gonna see Daenerys lose a dragon slash deal with the dragon? Let's let's predict it like this: Who dies next week? The dude that is in love with Daenerys. Dario. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Dario's safe. I think Jon Snow's gotta go. No, he's head of the Night's Watch. I'm telling you, I think his own that I think that that guy's gonna betray him. That guy's gonna betray him. And then kick the wildlings out. And I'm pretty sure the Boltons are gonna die. Good. And I'm pretty sure that guy, the skinny man Sansa's following, is gonna die. About the thin man. The thin man. Sa Sansa's gonna kill somebody this season. Sans is going to kill somebody. Please let it be Bolton. And when it comes down to the Bolton, or Theon, with Stannis is at the wall. We missed all the Theon Greyjoy parts. Stannis is at the wall, right? Stannis is at right there on the walls of Winterfell, attacking. Is is the sacrifice in Melisandre? Will that be what pushes Theon to become Theon again? Maybe we hope so. 
Because we've noticed with Melisandre's magic in the ways, in the ways that the death of, because supposedly they asked for the death of Joffrey and that happened. They asked for the death of Robb Stark and that happened. They asked, they asked for her, uh, the ability to succeed in the battle. It'll happen. No, I'm saying is because it seems like there is the Lord of the Light works in mysterious ways where he worked through Theon to kill Bolton. the Boltons. The Boltons gonna have to die. Sansa, Sansa, and, and then it comes down. We gotta see what's going on at King's Landing. I'm pretty sure Jamie's pretty safe and Bronn are pretty safe. For now. For now. She's gonna confess. But the High Sparrow? That's, she dies. That's who dies. Who? Cersei? She, yeah, she confesses and gets murdered. Cersei gonna die. Marjorie. Cersei. Tommen. Cersei. If we kill Tommen, I'm tired of killing off kings and kings landing. More like kings keep landing in because they're all dying. Yeah, King Dying. King's Coffin is what it should be called. Yeah, things don't... So, that's my vote next week. My number one pick, my number one draft pick for dying is Jon Snow. My number one pick is San, uh, Sansa, the Boltons, the Boltons. So you're saying the Boltons are going to die? Yeah. Your number one pick is the Boltons. They've been too much dicks recently. So that's that's what it's coming down to. Well, that's that's it. That's it. Game of Thrones, guys. Um, it's over an hour long show about Game of Thrones. We just we keep going, and because we just love to talk in circles about Game of Thrones, you might love to talk in circles about Game of Thrones too. Plus, next week, we got the season finale. So, so send us stuff like questions and if stuff. If you have questions, comments, commentary, anything you want to ask or know, or we'll let us know your opinions on Game of Thrones. Send us stuff and we'll do a section in the in the finale about your tweets. Yeah, hey, if you want to do, send us your top... Why don't we do this? Why don't, also, you can send us your top draft pick. Send us your top draft pick for who's going to die next week on Game of Thrones. At TV Feels... At Outlook.com. Or on Twitter. At or TV Feels with a Z on Twitter. Hash, TV Feels. Hashtag, ha- hashtag Game of Thrones gotta go. Yeah, ha- yeah. Hashtag, hashtag GOT draft pick. Hashtag GOT draft pick. Here's with that hashtag. Just tweet straight to us. DM us. Also on Tumblr, you can DM us. Ask questions. We do asks. You can, we'll, we'll promote you. What, whatever. We really would like some good questions for next week's finale show because you know we're going to be talking answering questions doing everything that we do what it is the finale extravaganza it's big the party is real the party will be real we might have a special guest for next week who knows and more that's why you have to tune in next week we can't can't tell you what's happening next week You, you have to come back you have to come back to us won't you come as we stand, <coughs> Game of Thrones rings. And, and, and then close out the episode. Alright, guys. Have a good week. Don't kill yourself waiting too hard on Game of Thrones. There's other TV shows. Go check some of those out. Yeah. Like also, Mr. Robot. It's a great show. Also, if you're bored, 
There's other shows we have on here. Listen to them. You can check those out. You could hear us talk all about Jackie Chan. Or, I mean, if you really want to know more about Game of Thrones, check out Who is Jon Snow's Mother's Game of Rants episode. Or a couple of the other things we've done. Guys, have a good week. We'll see you next week when it'll be Game of Thrones time. TV feels out. TV feels out. Let's buy. All right, Goodbye. guys. So, I mean, next week for the finale, we're going to fill up the hot tub of scotch. We're bringing the hot tub of scotch back for the finale, right? Yeah. What are we saying, like 86 bottles? How much does it take to fill the hot tub? We rent, we rent the big one, so it's like... We, we, we bring the big hot tub in, back it in here. It's about... Into the studio. 75, 80. 80 bottles. Was it 80 bottles of scotch run these days? $30,000. I think that sounds like good math, right? Yeah. All right, guys. So all we got to do is come up with $30,000. Seems like no problem for us. We'll see you next week with a full hot tub full of scotch. I mean, we're balling, so... Well, I mean, yeah, we'll just go to our banker and tell him, like, we can't pay our, our, our debts. You understand, right? We can't pay our debts because we had to be so balling out of control. Stop making us, stop making us pay the debts, man. Apparently, if you sing songs to bankers long enough, they just won't ask for the money back. You'll be like, la la la. <laughs> la 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 la. Give me all your money. Give me all your money. La 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 la. <laughs>